Welcome to Appalachian 1800. 1800 seconds, 30 minutes, one half hour of news and information on 90.5 WASU. This week on App 1800, WASU Assistant News Director Clyde Cohen sat down with Drew Carter, the student assistant on the volleyball team here at App State. Mr. Carter opened up a discussion about the responsibilities of the volleyball team, as well as some of the hardships that arose from being a student athlete during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Clyde Cohen, and I'm here with the student assistant of the women's volleyball team. Would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm Drew Carter, a sophomore here at Appalachian State. What are some of your responsibilities as the, the student assistant of the volleyball team? Yeah, so um, part of my job role is, one of the big ones is data volley. And data volley is kind of a, a network kind of computer system that I kind of code certain things in a volleyball game. So like every kind of touch a ball has on a player, I'm going to code it in a computer. And that computer codes it into volleyball talk. So it gives me percentages, numbers, so pretty much like statistical analysis kind of guy thing. Okay. And then in practices, I'm there hitting balls on a box. I'm leading drills, kind of just helping day-to-day things. Gotcha. So whenever you're like recording um, kind of the instances that happen mm-hmm. in the game, how do you keep track of all of that? I feel like that'd be a lot to... So it it's taken a whole lot of work. I mean, I did the computer work my freshman year, and we only had... I believe 16 games, and I'm still trying to figure out and learning what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but it, it's it was definitely a difficult task because, A, you have to be a super good typer. And, like, I'm a good typer, but I'm not, like, the best typer. <laughs> so it made it very difficult going in because it was just kind of hard because my fingers were like, I can't move this fast and whatnot. Then also, like, one thing that made it hard is on the computer, like, the program – has different keys for different things. Oh, goodness. So when everything is, like, right-hand oriented, so the buttons that you want to press with your left hand, they're actually on the left, like, the right side. Oh, my gosh. uh, Like, A is L on my computer for the computer. So it was just, it's literally, like, remapping of the keyboard was probably one of the hardest things to figure out. I'm sure. So is it all, like, literally, like, typing? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I (laughs) thought that there was, like, some sort of, like, board you had. No, no, it's not like I'm touching something. It's literally, like, so uh, (laughs) our libero, um, number four. So literally, no, she's 14. So I would type 14, and then whatever she does. So she's receiving, like, a pass. I would type R, and then there's, like, a numerical system, like, how good was the pass? So, like, a three pass, which is, like, a perfect pass, would be a hashtag or a pound. Okay. A two pass would just be, like, a plus. And then, like, a one pass would be, like, a, I don't even know what it's called, like, a black backslash or something like that. It would be that. And then if she, like, missed it completely and, like, ace, like, she was ace, it would be an error. Like, okay. an equal sign. So there's literally, like, a whole bunch of, and I can literally do that for, like, serve receive serving i can do it for like setting i can do it for hitting literally anything i can like code it and hopefully figure it out that's awesome yeah that's so interesting that's like a whole nother language that you have to learn it it literally is a whole nother language (laughs) because even our head coach it's funny because he bought me this book this summer to like learn how to do it and all that stuff yeah and so i'm like all right here's the stats from practice today and he goes all right um just again, what does this mean? So, like, not even, like, our head coach really understands it all. Yeah. And it's just it's just a funny little kind of language Thing you have that to, you to have to figure to. out. Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't even know that it that it went into that yeah. and everything. That is, that's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, your season um, begins tomorrow, uh, yeah. f- on Friday. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. Um, 
And I'm just curious, what does the entirety of your schedule look like? Like, how do, how long does it run for and everything? So, our Sunbelt tournament, I believe, is the week before Thanksgiving break. So, we're pretty much going this whole semester, and we'll end right before we leave for break. Okay. So, yeah. But it, it'll be a fun season. I mean, we have 18 home games. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's we have a crazy amount of home games this year. And For sure. We got to – all the students yeah. have to yeah, go I mean, support them. Students are free, so, I mean, I don't know why they're not showing up. Yeah. I mean, what else are you doing? <laughs> no, no kidding. Um, do you guys normally, after this, like, semester is over, go into, like, training immediately? Next yeah, semester? so um, there's this thing called a 20-hour phase, and um, – so right now we're technically in a 20-hour phase, so we can't pass 20 hours of practice. Um, I think it's weights and m- team meetings. So like okay. that's like the maximum number of hours you can have as a team. Um, and then once you get into off-season, it kind of goes down. I can't remember the exact numbers or hours that it is, but it definitely goes down. And then you kind of you practice every other day kind of thing, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday. And then you're also – including, like, weight room stuff that they do and then just a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay, so, so there's, like, a regulation yeah, to how much you yeah, can. Exactly. It's not like anything. we're practicing seven days a week for five hours. It, I guess that it, makes sense yeah. because you could probably get into some trouble if, yeah, like, a coach that, pushes definitely. everyone too yeah. much or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, one way that a lot of schools get in trouble because they might go an hour extra for oh, really? weeks and just, like, well, they're not going to catch us, but then obviously they, they do. Yeah. yeah, do you know, like – I, honestly, I wouldn't know, but, like, yeah. do you know what happens if you if that happens? Like, I what honestly punishment? don't know, but I'm really interested because <laughs> I've never really thought about it until now. Yeah, no, I'm going to yeah. research that. Because like, plus, curious. one thing I would think about is if you were, like, crazily over the limit, would you, like, as a player, because, A, you're already tired from, like, the 20-hour phase. Yeah. So, like, I can't imagine, like, your coach being like, all right, we're going to practice for 25 hours this week. <laughs> Plus, like excluding like your schoolwork, every that you other do, and all the other stuff yeah. you got, yeah. So your almost your players would be like, "What if we just like told NCAA that we're like over the limit?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at some point, it's I, I would especially think like over like weeks and months at a time, it would be like, "We got to stop this like, for sure." Like it's too tiring. Is um. 20 hours already, like, a lot to balance I mean, everything between? It is definitely manageable. I mean, I I know there's – we have a player on our team, Darren Armstrong, who is on the volleyball team. She used to be on the track team as well. Wow. And um, so that's crazy in, in itself. But she's also a, an Appalachian ambassador. Okay. She's oh a soul leader. Like, she literally does it all. Does everything. Like she's, and she is also super smart and super on top of her classes. So she literally is, like, the perfect – like, student. I would say that, but, like, she probably was like, oh, no, not really. But, I mean, she's <laughs> honestly, like, such a big, like, role model of, like, time management and just, For like, sure. doing schoolwork. It's crazy. So, this is your second year doing this, and um, obviously last year was kind of, like, the start of the coronavirus and everything. Have the COVID regulations shifted away from the way things operated last year? So, yeah, I mean, COVID, it was kind of like what are we going to do because a we're an indoor sport and it's just kind of like do we want these girls all coming together stay inside the same court and then also you got to think we're like right up against each other mm-hmm. it's like so you got the net in the middle but like that's the only separation like we have yeah. literally girls that are maybe not even two feet away because their faces are right at the net um so it was kind of like what are we going to do what's the what are we going to implement um 
but like some of the few things that were like minor, it was we had normally like in volleyball after like one set you switch sides. Okay. And you, so you will go to the other <clears> side. That wasn't that we never we didn't do that last year. So we just stayed on one side of the court the whole time. That makes sense. So instead of like swapping it, and normally you sit on the other side bench. So it's mm-hmm. like we're switching benches. So like gotcha. we're excluding like separate. We're making separation. Um, yeah. So you kind of stay yeah. on your half. Yeah. And then last year we had the opportunity of playing two ACC teams. We played Duke and Carolina one weekend, which was really fun. That's so cool. But um, they had much more implications than we did as a Sun Belt. Did they? Um, yeah, like they had, they were required to wear masks during the match, so the weeks before our game we were practicing with masks on and stuff like that, so that was definitely a challenge. It, it really was crazy, and I mean, I finished last year with, I think it was 48 COVID tests. <laughs> I was about to ask how many, <laughs> I, I remember you saying that the number was really high. Yeah. Um, so this question is definitely... Um, similar to the one I just asked you, mm-hmm. but, and, and you can say, I kind of explained it already yeah. if you like, but um, what were some of the biggest challenges you guys faced during the circumstances of COVID? Yeah, I mean, the biggest challenges were losing players at unexpected times. Okay, so, that completely makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, we would literally have, because we would COVID test on, I think it was Tuesday, so we could play Thursday, because it was like a two-hour waiting period. But we wouldn't get those results till Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So literally the day before the match, we would get our COVID uh, results and be like, all right, we got our team. Or we would literally go, crap, we had somebody test p- positive for COVID. What does this mean? So like one time, our first COVID outbreak, we had one girl test positive, And then we had a team meeting mm-hmm. without knowing that she was positive. Oh, no. So then it brought in this implication of we have to all like – close contact so that was the that was the first time I actually ever had to close contact quarantine um but yeah that was like difficult because we it was literally the first weekend we were playing Georgia Southern oh my god play Georgia Southern the next weekend we we're supposed to play coastal didn't play coastal so it really kind of just like drained the energy from the season it was, like it's it, <laughs> it would literally be like today finding out that we can't play tomorrow yeah like it was literally like the season's about to come and it's about we're about to be ready to go but yeah so that literally happened multiple times so it did how many games did you miss from like so i believe or with other schools we had so this schedule we didn't really miss games i know we missed two because the georgia southern game when we went to go play them again we rescheduled it they tested positive so then they couldn't okay so that was hard but um a lot of the games we just rescheduled and kind of moved but also Due to kind of COVID coming out more and more, we had girls who had it in the past who could then not get self like close quarantined. Oh, so then yeah. it created people that were close quarantined, but they didn't have to quarantine because they already had COVID. Okay. So that kind of made it a little bit easier later in the semester, but then we also didn't have those other girls that tested positive. Yeah. So it didn't. It wasn't till the very end at the Sun Belt tournament that we had our whole team at one game, which is really crazy to think about. That is crazy. I bet like res- like responsibility wise for like the coaches yeah. too, it made it really hard picking and choosing yeah, like, where to put players. Exactly, and it's also up. hard because it's already hard to make a starting lineup. Definitely. And take your maybe take one starting player out and then four subs. That makes it ten times harder because you're like, what are we gonna do? Def- yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's just crazy because I remember one time at practice, 
we found out one person was uh, COVID positive. And then me and the athletic trainer, we literally sat in the training room watching practice on a jump, like a presenter screen, literally with a timer, seeing who was close contact to that person. Holy cow. So it was really crazy. It was yeah, you wild. guys are definitely, it yeah. makes sense trying to figure out how much freedom you, mm-hmm. you yeah. like. So I know you, you said at the beginning that um, students get in free yeah. to all the games. Uh, what's the best way students at App can support the team? Is yeah. there anything else besides that? Or? I mean, honestly, that like the best way to support athletics is to go and be part of the student section and be part of the fans. Definitely. I mean, literally, yeah. like, there's such an emotion change of home in a way because there you have those home fans that are cheering for you, not against you. For sure, you. yeah. Granted, in college, I would say the fans are cheering more against than for <laughs> the other team. <laughs> but, like, it's crazy because, I mean, we went to – Oh, where was it? There was like a few. It was Coastal Carolina and South Carolina, which doesn't shock me. But they were they had a few fans there, and it just changed the environment. Because I mean, there wasn't that many people there. There might have been like a hundred. Yeah. But it was still like, oh my gosh, they're no, fans. No, it, yeah, it, it puts like, you in a way better mindset. Yeah, than... exactly. <laughs> so it, especially for those teams coming far away, kind of. I mean, this weekend we we're playing kind of relatively close teams, but um, like when we play Texas State, if we ever played them at home, we don't play them this year. Um, I think we play Arkansas at home. So like fans like the like teams like that that are coming far away that's not gonna have many home like away fans. Come. Yeah, it's such a big factor in those games. <laughs> it's just huge. That's why Michigan football is like one of the worst places to play it because their home fans are just like that all crazy. Into it. Yeah. yeah, it's probably super intimidating. Yeah. And I bet like were there some games too where there was like no one in the stands and it was there just like, was, silent. There <laughs> were some like literally our home games we could only have twenty five people in the gym. That's so crazy. like I remember like last year, not even I didn't ever hear about volleyball yeah, like being I mean, an event you could go to. Yeah, I mean because <laughs> it wasn't nobody could go because it was literally we only had twenty five, so we were we did we're like all right we're not gonna let anybody come in because we're just gonna have parents come. That makes sense. So I mean yeah. it it was the right thing to do, but like it was super boring. Because, like, you might have had that one dad in the stands that was like, Had the yeah, cowbell. Yeah, go! <laughs> and you might have, like, the dad who's there, like, cheering on her daughter or something like that. And then just like, hey, come on, let's go, you do better. And stuff like that. It's just like... Sideline we need coach. some more. Yeah, we need some more people out here. Cause yeah. we need to drown that out a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that probably messes with the players, too. Yeah. They're probably like, get yeah. out of my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't wait to see how it goes. Who yeah. are you guys playing tomorrow? Tomorrow we are playing Eastern Kentucky at 7. And okay. then um, I believe we have, I, th- I want to say it's one thirty on Saturday and 7 o'clock again on Saturday. So we have three games this weekend on Friday and two on Saturday. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we, it's like a tournament weekend. So, like, and we also have two more tournament weekends after this at home. Good. So gracious. we have a whole bunch of home games that you guys got to come to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we got to gotta all go. Yeah. Um, that's exciting that it's happening here. Yeah. I. It's, is it where does it occur? We like have all, all of our games are at uh, Holmes Convocation Center. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then you can find all the information on um, App State Sports websites or our Instagram, which is App State VB. So... You mentioned to me before the interview that you guys are implementing like some team building activities and kind of techniques. Can you talk a little bit about those? Yeah, so we uh, read a book over kind of this off season, which is the summer, um, and we talked. We read this book. And I think it was called um, "Win in the Locker Room First. 
And so it was just kind of like, how can we build a winning community, winning a championship team, championship-oriented team through just like our interactions without being on the court, winning in the locker room. So like winning off the court and just like mental capacity and stuff like that. So honestly, it was kind of like one of those things where like, man, coach really gave us a book to read. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> once we got there, it was like, holy crap, this is really what we needed. This is awesome. We got to keep on building on it. So like some of the things that we implement are trying to implement and working on it is like one of the things is eye contact. So, especially with this season being in the Olympics, we were watching women's volleyball all the time at night when it was coming on. And one thing that we noticed is the setter on the U.S. women national team was, it's like she's looking at somebody and it was like deadlock, like staring into her soul. And we're like, she was like, that was a great ball, like great hit. That was awesome. <laughs> and so we're literally like, that's the energy we need. Yeah. And it was it just like, sense. yeah. So it was literally like, that's what we want, that's what we need, and that's what's going to be best for this team. And so it was just kind of like crazy because we're, we're just trying to figure out, it's like, what was, what, what can we do better from last year? Last year was crazy. Last year, due to COVID, we had a whole bunch of crazy things happen to us. But what are, what are we going to do this year that's not going to make us remember about last year? Makes sense. What, what are we going to do to get better? Yeah. So that was one of the things. And then another thing, one of the things that we're doing is we're starting accountability partners. Like, so this is in practice kind of stuff. So before practice, we are literally talking to, like, so, like, if you and I were, like, both hitters, we would, I would come up to you and, like, all right, Clyde, what are you working on today? What do you want to do? And <laughs> I, you would ask me the same thing. And I'm like, all right, so today I want to work on my passing. I really want to drop my left shoulder so I can get that ball to target. Yeah. Right? So it would be, like, kind of, like, talking about what we want to do better. What do we want to gain from practice today? And really kind of make us think about what we want to do and what our focus is for today. And so we would literally just do that and before practice and then have practice after practice. And we would talk up, meet again. And I'm like, all right, Clyde, how, how was your practice today? How did, you, how, how did you fill your goals? That's really cool. Because yeah. um, that probably builds camaraderie within yeah. the team too. Because definitely with sports or any mm -hmm. like group exercise like that, it can definitely become an ego match, which is never yeah. good. Like That makes it way... Yeah, more I difficult mean, to function properly. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, volleyball is a rare sport, kind of like baseball and soccer. It's not like basketball where you no. can take a team to the championship. Like, you can't be a LeBron at Cleveland and like do right, everything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go and I'm gonna lead and passing, assist, rebounds, everything. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it all, and I'm gonna lead us to a championship. We might win, we might not, but I'm gonna take us there. Volleyball is if you have two bad spots in this gym, if you have one bad spot on the floor. It's going to be known. It's going to be seen. It's yeah, going to be horrible, like catastrophic team. for the entire yes, team. Yes, exactly. So this really keeps brings us together as a team. And um, it was awesome because we talked about the book. We went to – we had a lake a lake trip one weekend before the season oh, nice. started. So that was we, – we had to talk there. And then we would go practice at um, in Charlotte. It was at CUBC uh, Club down there. And we would practice there. And then we would go and to the lake and we would just hang out. And we would literally be like, this is so much fun. We're eating Moe's, which we need up here in Boone. <laughs> yeah, mean, we do. <laughs> and then we were just, like, hanging out. We were playing games. We had a uh, we had a lip sync battle. And, I mean, <laughs> the winners of that were just stupendous. It was fantastic. That's great. It was so funny. And then, um, yeah, so then we went over that book and just kind of, like, we need to do this. That's we, What's yeah. the title of the book? Um, I believe it's um, Winning in the Locker Room. 
Okay. I think it is. I'll double check on it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, the title of the book is You Win in the Locker Room First by John Gordon and Mike Smith. And it's a really cool book because it's um, they're from the Atlanta Falcons organization. And when oh, they were, wow. When, yeah, so, like, when they were really bad, it's stuff they, like, kind of did as their team. And then they kind of built that program back up. And then they were at the Super Bowl with the Patriots where they yeah. infamously lost <laughs> and painfully and um, with the 28-3 and three lead. But they got there from nothing. They so, did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's but such yeah. a cool story. Yeah, it is. It's, it's crazy. Um, how did you end up getting involved with the the women's volleyball team? Yeah, so um, one of the things I pl- in high school I did, as I played volleyball in high school, I was on the club team for a local club in Greensboro, North Carolina. And through that, we were just kind of like, Drew, what are your next steps for high, uh, college? Yeah. I mean, are you wanting to play in college? What are you wanting to do? And, I mean, I had a couple schools that I was like, do I want to go there? I mean, I had a offer from Bluefield College, which is an NAIA school in uh, Virginia. And then I had a couple offers from schools up north, like Messiah University, which is in Pennsylvania and schools like that. I mean, it was um, definitely interesting process because men's volleyball is not popular. And... Um, there's only a few, like there's a handful of teams in North Carolina that have a team, and it's not like your normal conferences either for college. It's not like yeah the ACC teams have it. It's like a massive, separate entity of teams. And I mean, schools that have it here in North Carolina are like Queens and Charlotte. Um, Lee's oh. McRae has a team. Belmont Abbey Do has they? a team. I didn't know that. Um, then Mount Olive has a team. <laughs> it's so they're like. Uh, just schools that kind of like randomly have men's volleyball teams and it it wasn't quite like yeah I want to go to Queens to play volleyball I want to go to Charlotte but I I really didn't want to find myself in the city of Charlotte yeah to go to school so I was really like what school do I want to go to first that makes then do they have a men's volleyball it's a good way to look at it so then when I was like I really want to go to Appalachian State it was just kind of like well they don't have a men's volleyball team and then I was like how can I still stay involved so I talked to my club director, and um, luckily enough, he knew the head coach here, Matt Jennipro, and I emailed Matt first, and then um, my club director, Kyle, he reached out to Matt and was kind of like, hey, this guy is legit. I mean, it's not <laughs> like a guy that just wants to go hang out with 20 girls. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm sure there's some guys that were like, I want to be a manager of a volleyball team to hang out with a bunch of girls. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there that Abs- want to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, there, there has and to I be. And I mean, because the player plays the game. <laughs> so, but yeah, so like Kyle reached out to him and um, was just like, yeah, I mean, this guy knows what he's talking about. So like one time, uh, the App State assistant coach at the time, Colby, he came into town in Greensboro when we had club practice because he was scouting some girls and before all the COVID stuff. And it was just like, yeah, um, we, we're looking for another manager. Our other manager was about to graduate. Um, if you would love to do it, let's exchange numbers. So we did, and now I'm here being the student assistant for the volleyball team. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you think App ever will have a men's volleyball team? I don't think they will, mainly due to – there's not school like who would they play? Yeah, there's. I mean, they could they could play Lee's McRae. Yeah, their name. But like, <laughs> I don't know because it's such a different environment because Lee's McRae and Appalachian State are such different 
schools athletically. Yeah. So I don't know how it would match up. No, yeah. Because <laughs> they would have to also find a brand new conference for them. And it's I think it's called the Carolinas Conference because they play some schools in South Carolina, um, like College of Charleston and stuff like that. But, okay. Um, which might be a closer fight, but, like, it's just really interesting because, A, you need a lot of funding to start a team because you're starting literally from ground zero. That, yeah. And then um, it, ju- it would just be difficult because, you, A, you got to find everybody to play within, like, a year or two. Yeah. And it's just it, it's just a hard thing to do to just randomly start up a team that's not too popular in North <laughs> Carolina. It's interesting that, the, that it's not that popular. I, yeah. I didn't know that yeah it's not popular yet it's probably it and men's indoor is the fastest growing sport in the united states is it yeah mainly because it was nothing and now it's starting to become something so i mean it's really the only sport that's kind of growing, growing yeah so it's just, it makes sense when you think about it but yeah no it, yeah, that, that in, does make united sense states. cool um are there any uh particular games that like stand out in particular to you from like last year yeah i mean uh last year it was we we honestly statistically didn't have a great season i think we were we had one win on the season okay so but luckily that one win it was our head coach's 200th collegiate win oh so that was also that's yeah so it was like a great game it was like awesome we we won this game and i think we won in four sets against georgia state but it was great because yeah yeah, it was like let's go and then we had a great, like, an awesome little video on the display board. So that was a fun game. But honestly, probably my favorite game of the year was in the Stun Belt Championship Tournament. Um, we were playing Coastal Carolina for, like, the 10th time that season. We played Coastal way too much. And Coastal <laughs> was also ranked at the time. They were 15th in the they nation. They were? Oh, wow. I so, I mean, they're, they're a quality team. And um, yeah, they were very difficult. But we were playing them, and we – pulled something together that we haven't hadn't seen all season and it was literally like this is the team like and think about it from earlier when I said this is the um this is was the first time that we had the whole team together yeah so it was literally like let's go not every nobody's seen us all together let's shock them yeah like what do we have to lose we literally have one win and Coastal Carolina is undefeated so it was literally like let's just show some people up for sure so literally we came out <laughs> And we were just we we were serving crazy. I mean, I can't even remember the set score, but I remember being after that game, and it was like, that was a good loss. Yeah, like, it was just like, those are so rewarding to yes, me. Yes, like losses like, like that, where you can look at the lost, silver lining. Yet, we put so much pressure on them through the service line. They had they took out um, not their star, but their like secondary person because she was struggling so much with because we we kept <laughs> serving her and she just couldn't pass it. So it was really like. That is awesome. That's so like, awesome. What, what else can we do other than take out one of their key players? Yeah. So it was just and it now, was crazy. Um, this season we're gonna we're gonna take out their uh, yeah. their win streak exactly against us. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I think they they literally won every single game we played them, and I think we won maybe one set the whole year. So it was really just kind of like, eh. yeah. And then to like to put that cherry on top at the end of kind of like putting a lot of pressure on them, kind of took the reins of the season <laughs> for sure so we can um go ahead and wrap up now um is there anything else that you would like to mention while you're here no other than come out to our games and i mean i hope to see you in convo when we have games i mean you can check our website um i believe it's on appstatesports.com and just search up app state volleyball 
schedule that pops up. I mean, come to as many games as you can. We have a whole bunch of games coming up these next three weekends and month. Um, just show up and be loud and be crazy. Will do. Well, thank you so much, Drew. I can't wait to see um, how this season goes. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm Zachary Masters, and be sure to join us again next week for App 1800. Appalachian 1800. 1800 seconds, 30 minutes, one half hour of news and information. Thank you for listening, and be sure to join us next Monday at 9 a.m. on 90.5 WASU, wasuradio.com, or download the app. Appalachian 1800. 1800 seconds, 30 minutes, one half hour of news and information.